Hey, everyone, and thank you for joining me today on Views from the 8%. Today, I'm so excited to introduce our guest. She is the definition of a go-getter. She is an SLPA, an author, an HBCU grad, and so much more. So with today's beautiful views, we have Jaya Washington. And thank you so much for being here today. Hello. Thank you. I'm excited. I am too. So let's just start from the top. Um, give me a little bit of background about who you are in and outside of the field. Okay, well, my name is Jay Washington. I'm from Echo, New Jersey, and I um, I graduated from South Carolina State University in 2016 with my bachelor's in speech pathology and ideology, and I'm currently there again <laughs> pursuing my master's in speech pathology and pretty much during my four-year break from undergrad to graduate school I just traveled as an SLPA and from that experience it really inspired me to write my children's book. Okay that's really cool I also didn't even know that you were also a master's student like you do so many things. Oh um, yes I'm a <laughs> I'm a currently a full-time graduate student it's online because of COVID. So I'm like kind of happy because I'm like, I can get so much more done knowing that it's like virtual, even though it's not, I always forget the word. Like, even though I have to log on live at Zoom, mm -hmm. sometimes they're like, just read the lecture and you guys will, you know, so I'm like, oh, good. This is like, I right. like kind of having that self The asynchronous. Experience. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's the word I was looking for. Because <laughs> people always ask me like, and I'm like, it gives you more freedom so that way I can do these things, like focus on like promoting my books or like, and I also work part time. So I'm like, I could never probably work and then be having to like drive to class. And because they always say it's so hard to work and be a grad student. So man, it's a lot. It's a lot. I had like a few like really small jobs, but I know so mm -hmm. many people in my cohort were like working part time, full time. I'm like, I don't know how you guys do it. And they're like mm -hmm. tired all the time. So I can definitely see how there's like pros and cons of being online. But do you feel like it's harder for you to like grasp concepts or do you have any tips for people that are online to help them, you know, with their productivity? Because I know that can be really hard. Um, I will say that for me, because I'm I did major in this in undergrad, a lot of it is like. I don't want to say stuff I've already learned, but it's like it's like something that I've already learned, but just diving deeper into it. So I think my background knowledge kind of helps me to understand it. So when I am reading, it's like, oh, OK, I remember a lot of this from undergrad. I still have a lot of my textbooks and notes. So that helps me a lot. And of course, like I'm a big planner. So like I said today, I like kind of just made a list like All right, I want to do this. Um, I know I'm going to do a podcast at one o'clock, like just kind of keeping track of everything. So that helps me a lot to just like um, have productive days. Definitely. Time management organization will take you a long way <laughs> in yes, all your definitely. life, but especially in our field. Um, and you create your own planners, don't you? I just. I thought it was, oh no, it's back there. I just, uh, I just posted about it. So I'm launching February 1st because I'm someone that was like always going into Target. And even in undergrad, I always had like a planner or an agenda. So I was like, you know what? I really want to make my own because I love using them. And I feel like this is something that other people could use. So yeah, that's something that should be coming out in a couple of weeks. So I'm that's exciting. That. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm so into planners. Like I am yes. so meticulous when I get one. Like I really have to make sure it has all the elements that I need. Like if it looks cute, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. So that's really cool that you're creating your own. Um, but I want to know a little bit more about your journey of finding our field of speech pathology, because it's not easy for people of color to find. And 
Um, what made you decide to take it a step further into authorship? And because I'm sure that had some influence on what you were seeing in the field and, you know, deciding to write Definitely. your books. So I discovered speech pathology my senior year of high school. My mom was a special education teacher and, you know, having she had an SLP that would come to her classroom. She was like, you should really shadow her. Like, you know, because I when I was like applying to colleges, I didn't know what I wanted to major. And I was like, I know I want to go to college. I know I would love to go to HBC, but I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> so it was really my mom, like just kind of and the woman that I shadowed, Miss Boyd, I loved her. I was like, wow, like this is what you do all day. You get to play with children you get to come up with all these cool games and activities and then she's like like no shade the teachers which is like yeah you don't have to be in a classroom all day you get to like move around because she was doing a lot of pushing so and I just like that definitely inspired me so I was like you know what that's what I want to do I want to be a speech pathologist and then of course um just traveling and working in the different schools I used a lot of books and different materials and I was like I would love to have my own materials to use and especially to have like book characters that looked like me as a little girl that would be something like really special so I would definitely say my career definitely like influenced um, me becoming an author and then just me um, being in these different states as SLPA and realizing like wow there's really a lack of diversity when it comes to children's books and I just books because I also have other things coming out with Jaden and Jaden but just like any learning material it's like you see like either like animals like cartoon characters or like white children I'm like okay well what about us like what about you know so that definitely pushed me to want to start this Definitely. I love that. Everybody that knows me know how important it is for like for people to use diverse materials. They know mm -hmm. like that is such a big deal to me. And they would have thought like I planned this conversation because you just hit everything that I always talk oh, about. But you, it's, we're all thinking it. That's the thing. It's not like one person is thinking. As soon as I tell people that they're like, oh, my God, I say the same thing or I can it's relate so to true. that. So it's right. like it's very relatable. And that's exactly like that's exactly what inspired me to create my own materials that I sell as well, because I want to use the stuff that my kids can see themselves in. And that's 90 yes. percent of the time. It's not the materials that everybody else is using. So I really appreciate that. And we also have a really similar background because my mom was a special education teacher, too. And that's how I found the field. I was in her oh. class and um, the SLP came in the class. She was pushing in and I was like, that looks so cool. The kids were so excited to go like over to her oh, little table. The same story. Literally the same story. So. <laughs> that's really cool but yeah it's it's crazy because like I said it's hard for us to find the field so the fact that we have a similar story it's not surprising to me because how else would people find out about this if we didn't have yeah. like a family member or someone pushing us to go look into this I like how you said you know like you're you want to see someone that looked like you when you were a kid in your books so my next question is if you could go back into any time or any age um, that you feel like it would be most impactful, what would be something that you told young Jaya that would really make a difference in your life now? I would definitely say to just go for it. Don't like listen to like negative people because for me, there was a lot of people that told me like, oh, don't go to that school. Like it, it's not going to prepare you or, oh, like I had someone like it was a point in my undergraduate. I guess I wasn't that young, but my undergraduate career where like I wasn't doing that good in the class. teachers like, you should probably change your major because I don't see this for you. And I think when you hear those negative things, you have to like I'm the type of person where I always want to prove people wrong. So like I would just continue to tell myself, like, don't ever get discouraged when people are telling you to quit or to give up. So and to just 
just like do what you love. Like I've always loved writing. I've always loved those things. And I always tell people like, I wish I would have started earlier. I wish I would have like, you know, done this years ago if I would have known that it would it could become what it is today. So I would just mm-hmm. say like, don't give up and don't listen to like negative people. Definitely. I love that. I completely concur because again, people told me the same thing. Like, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you should think about teaching or maybe this isn't yeah. the field for you, or maybe you should take some time off. You're not going to get into grad school, all those things. I heard all that. I'm sure you did too. Right. <laughs> um, so I think that's really important because I, I want people to know to stick with it. You can get through it. Um, and then also there's ways to like, do what you love and make a profit from it. So just like you're saying with the writing and then like, for me, I love words. I love language. I love working with kids. And like, I feel like this is the perfect field for me, like, because I love doing it. So no matter what you love to do, or if it's creating planners, or I also know that you're, you know, like a little fashionista and you have (laughs) all the fashion inspo going on too. And, you know, there's just a way to like, put everything that you love into one and make a profit out of it and make it, you know, like worthwhile, make, your life, what you want it to be. And then also going back into people saying, you know, this, this school might not prepare you. Um, I know that you are also an HBCU graduate for people that don't know that is a historical black college or university. And you are also as our vice president was an AKA or is I should say. (laughs) So I want to know, like, how do you feel like um, being a part of that organization, going to going to a university that was a historically black uh, university, what do you feel like that did for you or how does that shape who you are today? For me, I would just say the influential women. So um, I always tell people like how I said earlier, I was a traveling SLPA. I lived in Washington State. So for those of you that do not know about Washington State, it is 2% African-American. And the one town that I lived in, I want to say was like, it was very small. And for me, the first thing that I did, I was like, okay, well, Alpha Kappa Alpha is a national organization. So there has to be some AKs out here, no matter, like, literally, I was reaching out to AKs in like Idaho, and it was then they responded back. And I think to me, like, once I got there, and I'm like, look, I don't know anybody here. I just got this job. So definitely that organization, they literally like took me in and were just like really being like really amazing um, role models for me. And it was just that network. And I was like, wow, this is why I joined this organization for when no matter where I'm at, I can always find like sisters and like sorors like everywhere. So that definitely helped me. And it made my um, time there as a um, as a contractor just very like it just allowed me to just really feel like I was at home because I didn't know anybody. And I was just happy that these people took me in as like a little sister. So that helped me a lot. And then just being at HBCU, I just loved the community. Like I loved like just seeing like other African-Americans were all trying to be teachers or engineers or doctors. And even when I'm on social media and I see my classmates, I'm like, oh my God, they're in medical school now. They're in this, like, you know, it's just so positive. And I'm all about that representation and showing like, you know, just like trying to get rid of the negative stereotypes that people have of African-American women. So that to me, like just being surrounded by that for four years really shaped me to who I am today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. And do you feel like that school, because like I said, people say this all the time that HBCUs aren't going to prepare you for real life. Do you feel like that's true or false? Oh, definitely false. Like I said, I coming from a school that was HBCU, like I've lived in states where I'm like, okay, 
yes, I'm the only African-American in this entire school district, or maybe there might be two or three. And I still felt like I did what I had to do. I still, you know, knew how to talk professional, knew how to walk in, dress correct. Like I did not feel like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm walking, I'm working alongside these people that I went to the university of this and these big D1 schools. And they're like asking me questions. <laughs> so I feel like I didn't feel less prepared working um, like having these co-workers that came from these big schools like I didn't feel intimidated at all I felt like all right this is what you're doing with your kids all right well this is what I'm doing with my students today like so I didn't feel intimidated at all yeah I really like that I feel like so I went to um, a PWI for undergrad and I think I grew a lot in that space because like I had to learn how to represent for everybody how to fight for Mm -hmm. myself and you know do all these things that I wouldn't have to do once I got to Howard which is a completely different experience but I feel like although I did feel like I shaped um, and I grew in undergrad once I got to Howard it was like I became so prepared for life I became so much more confident Um, I just like I felt like so much more ready and then being around all those people that are so inspiring and people that feel like family that you're learning from and it's just a different experience so I'm glad that we're on the same page there And then, so through all your entrepreneurial endeavors, which you have a lot of, what is the most important lesson that you feel like you've learned along the way? I would say pretty much what we talked about earlier, just being, planning your days, because it can be overwhelming. Like I know right now, like I said, being in grad school, I'm like, okay, I have an assignment due. I have a quiz due on Blackboard by Friday. But then I was saying like, okay, but I also want to record a YouTube video and I also want to post on social media. So really just like, being able to just schedule out everything so knowing like okay school comes first before anything because that's like something that I worked really hard for but that doesn't mean I have to put things necessarily on the back burner and just say like oh I'll get to it when I get to it just saying like no I can there's 24 hours in a day like I need to wake up early and get this done get this done so just being organized and really planning my day so that I am able to do all these things and feel accomplished at the end of the day right yeah, I think that's really important. Um, so I want to know more about because I don't I haven't learned much about this, like your travel experience as an SLPA. Can you tell me more about like what that looked like logistically and just what you learned from it or anything? Really? I don't know anything about it. <laughs> no, honestly, I, that's probably one of the other things I wish I would have known about. So when I graduated, I in 2016 like I I did not get into grad school and I was just kind of like okay what do I do like (laughs) I don't know what to do (laughs) like I was really lost and I just happened to be on Indeed like a few months um after I had graduated and that's when I you know saw the SLPA position I'm like I'm probably not going to get this this is on the other side of the country like and then I actually got the job and I was like oh shoot so to me I felt like a lot of people don't know about these contracting positions and they should know because they pay very well. They give you a lot of stipends. You know, they were able to pay for my housing, pay for just uh, my travel. I had to, I live in New Jersey. So they had to ship my car across the country. They paid for all of that. So it's just a lot of benefits when they send you your contract and Every state is different when it comes to SLPA. So I know in undergrad, they always say like, oh, you got to get 100 clinical hours. Well, when I was in Massachusetts, they only needed 20 hours. And then some states only need 50. And like I know in North Carolina, they just want you to have an associate. So, you know, a lot of people, they feel discouraged when they graduate. And they're like, I didn't I didn't get all my hours or, you know, I don't have a lot of recommendation letters. But the contracting agencies, they really help you a lot because they're like, okay, well, do you want to live in this state or this state? You know, they require this. So 
I would say to anyone that, you know, that is watching this, like definitely look into it because they pay well <laughs> and you get to just travel and you get to meet a lot of people. Like a lot of my recommendation letters for grad school came from my SLP supervisors that I had over the, um, I, was a, I did it for about three years. So um, it's definitely a good opportunity. Yeah, I think it sounds like such a cool path that many people don't know about. So I'm really glad that you're here talking about it and giving people more options. And I also, so I work in a school district, but through a contracting company as well. So I'm not travel, Mm -hmm. but I'm contract. And I think it has a lot of perks too, which I want to talk about more in a different time. But (laughs) I have um, the same thing. Like I get like stipends for certain things and I get school districts. Like if you work directly for school districts, they give you a lot more responsibilities. And for me, I I just go in, see my kids, Mm -hmm. do my job, and then I leave. Like, if I want to stay around, I can, but it's not mandatory. And so I think there's a lot of positives for that, too. So I think it's great that people are just learning more about these things. So on your page, um, That's Ojea, you share inspirational quotes and fashion inspiration. And I want to know who or what inspires you. Oh, wow. I have so many role models. Okay, so I would definitely say I'm like a huge Michelle Obama fan. (laughs) I love her because she's just always, I watched her documentary on Netflix and I was like about to cry. And then I I bought my little sister her book last year for Christmas. So I would say I love how she's always um, promoting university. She's always promoting education, scholarship, working with STEM programs. So I would definitely say her and she's very trendy. Like I was watching the inauguration. I'm like, oh my God, yes. Like snatched, hair laid, like her (laughs) just everyone. So I would say- um, definitely her. And my other inspiration would definitely be Toni Morrison, because just as a Black author, I loved her quote when she said, if there's not a book on the shelf that you want to read, write it yourself. So that was definitely like my biggest inspiration, more so for my author journey. And then when it comes to like outfits, I'm just, I've watched everyone. Like I love Rihanna. I love her style. I love like, you know, I'm just always on Pinterest. So I just get a lot of fashion inspo from just a lot of the, uh, a lot of fashion bloggers that I follow. Okay. Okay. So what advice do you have for someone that, you know, is a recent graduate, just getting into the field, don't really know how to dress professionally yet. Don't really have that kind of wardrobe. Like what's some inspiration for like the basic professional wardrobe to get you started? So I would say grab some essentials. So I, I'm a very, one thing about me is I'm a very cheap shopper. I live in a TJ Maxx. I live in Marshalls. I live in Love that. Uh, Love that. <laughs> so for me, like I would say, like I would probably get like three or four pair of dress pants from like H&M for like less than $15. And I mean, let's be honest, you can probably keep wearing them like they're nice and just mix it up so um the one school that I worked at they're like oh my god you're always so dressed up I worked at a special needs school for two years in New Jersey and I'm like girl this came from like Walmart this came from (laughs) like like, I just like to find stuff on a budget and I would say just having like chic like slacks and like simple blouses when you have solid colors you can definitely mix it up and if you want to get a little fancy you know go to the thrift store get your little oversized blazer make it work so just having those like staples in your closet and not trying to like break the bank while doing it. 
Definitely. I am so cheap. I stay in the thrift store. I stay in the mm-hmm. Ross. I'm the same way. <laughs> and people are asleep because that's where like my most complimented outfits always come from. Yes. Uh, so yes, don't sleep. Don't sleep on the thrift store. Don't sleep on the Walmarts and the Targets and all the other cheap places to buy clothes. Um, but thank you, Jaya, so much for your time. Please let everybody know where they can find you or anything else you want to shout yes. out. Anything coming up soon. Let the people know. Okay, so um, kind of shout out both. So I do have, oh God, I have like three Instagrams. <laughs> so um, my main Instagram is that so Jay, like you said, that's where I post more like my outfits and just like my everyday like fashion lifestyle blog. So that is that so Jay T H A T S S O J A Y A H. And I also have thatsojaya.com, which is my blogging website. And on that website, I also help people that if you are interested in publishing your own children's book, um, you can book a consultation with me directly. And I also have the Jada and Jaden series Instagram, where I just post my children's books and my customers and things like that. And my latest business that I have not officially launched yet is Planners by Jay, which is going to be my planner stationary line coming out next month. And that's going to be my everyday planner and my academic planner for high school and college kids. Awesome. So many great things. I'm definitely looking forward to the planners. And if you haven't checked out her books, you know how important it is to use diverse materials. So you're already asleep. Make sure you go check them out. um, Add them to your collection and, you know, support these. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Oh, and download the app. Oh, yeah. So that's along with the Jaden Jaden series. I have the children's book series and the free app. If you literally type in Jaden Jaden on the Apple and Google Play Store, you'll see the app. It's a memory game and it's super cute and it has the characters from the book. So definitely support the Jaden Jaden series. That's free. So go ahead and download it. (laughs) Okay. Download that. Check out her books. Make sure you support her, support Black authors and SLPs and SLPAs. And thank you again so much for your time. Thank you.